Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. It's the final weekend of June, and Independence Day is right around the corner. In the middle of your celebration of our country's freedom, we want to give you some thought about your financial independence. In today's show, we're helping you define it and sharing six steps to reach it. That's today on Arkansas's longest-running financial talk show. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome in to another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. My name is Scott Inman, and to my left is Austin Evans. To my right, John Shrewsbury. To his right, Chad Roller. We are glad to have you along on this Independence Day version of the program. Yeah, it's independent. I guess it's sort of Independence Day weekend, right? I mean, if, if you're going to take a couple of days off early in the week by midweek, and I think a lot of people are, John, I'd probably well, <clears throat> like to do that. Well, let me just say at GenWealth, we have this this issue of, of taking off before the holiday to get ready for the holiday and then taking off after the holiday to recover from the holiday. So it leaves, uh, you know, a few of us standing here with our fingers in the dike, making sure nothing blows up <laughs> while everybody else is out having a good time. Yeah, so it's good. We're going to be shorthanded this week. Is well, that what no, you're saying? I, no. I, I, I'm just joking. That, yeah. used, that that used to be kind of the way it was when we were less structured than we are right now. Yeah, well, definitely planning to be here every day, but Wednesday, uh, as far as our offices go, so if you are a client you're listening today, you know that we'll be here Monday, Tuesday, and, and Thursday, Friday. Hope you have great uh, Independence Day weekend plans, and we are certainly glad that you are uh, with us for part of your weekend, wherever you may be listening all across Arkansas uh, today. So as we mentioned there in the open, we're talking about financial freedom. And, and that obviously goes hand in hand on this special weekend where we celebrate our country's independence and, and freedom in general that we all get to be blessed by every day by living in the United States. But we also have some opportunity to, I would say, John, enhance that freedom by the decisions we make. And we see that day in and day out when we meet with our clients here. That's what we're really pursuing. You know, we've talked about this before that the word retirement's kind of a lousy word. Yeah, it is. I mean, I really don't like it. Um, I wish there was a better word for it. We use it on this show all the time because there's not a better word for it because that's traditionally what we think of when people leave their work lives and start uh, their final act, their, their last two, three decades, whatever that ends up being for them, 20, 25, 30 years maybe. And they build towards that in many ways, but it's not really a retirement, especially not in today's world where we have quality of life, you know, we talked about being blessed by freedom. We're also blessed by the fact that uh, we have quality of life later in our post-work years that we have the ability to create this idea or this dream for ourselves, but it requires a lot of action. And what we're really talking about, rather than retirement, let's throw that word out for today for sure, is financial independence. Yeah, I think that if you think about financial independence, a lot of people have um, some picture in their mind, Chad, about what financial independence is. But oftentimes, it's kind of like that deal of uh, you dream about this thing, and all of a sudden, you get it, and you think, well, this isn't all that great, you know? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like uh, today being Saturday. It's every day is going to be Saturday. And we've talked about that on the show. And, and how cool would that be, Austin, that uh, we just make every day Saturday? Yeah, yeah, a lot of people, they think, I'm really excited. I get to just kind of lounge around the house and really do nothing. But eventually, you kind of get bored with that. And so you're kind of one of thinking, okay, what can I do? And if you're not financially independent, you're kind of very limited on what you can do. Well, and I think that we make choices. You mentioned choices, Scott. We make choices every day. And what I see oftentimes is that people are giving up a, a great life for a better life now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Dave Ramsey talks about living like no one else today. So you later you can live like no one else. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes we make those choices. And, and we've talked about that on the show before, where we decide to get the, the McMansion. We decide mm-hmm. to get the, the fancy sports car. Mm-hmm. We decide to take the big vacation all while we're working, as opposed to saving and investing money and growing to be able to live a, a exquisite lifestyle later on down the line. And that doesn't necessarily mean when you say exquisite lifestyle, oftentimes people think about, you know, opulence. 
But to me, an exquisite lifestyle is not having to worry about where the paycheck is coming from and having the actual freedom of choice about how you spend your time. Well, when you think about it, and we, we just use the word dream, you do have to dream, but sometimes we can get caught up in that dream and not really think about how we're going to formulate a plan to achieve it. And I, and I think that's what you're saying on both ends. On, on one end, we overspend in our work lives so that we don't save enough money to prepare for post-work life. But then the other thing that you just started tapping into there, John, I think is very important too, because when, we, when people hear that term financial independence or financial freedom, they think an overabundance of money, like money they could never spend their way out of, like millions of dollars, like lottery jackpot type money. Or they think of... I've got to keep working and advancing in my career to the point where I make so much money, then I'll have enough. Yeah. And, you know, the the old saying from one of the old aristocratic uh, entrepreneurs of the of the 19th century, uh, somebody asked him, uh, uh, I think it was maybe Mr. Rockefeller or something. They said, uh, well, Mr. Rockefeller, you know, how much is enough? And he said, just a little bit more. Yeah, and, right. and so that just a little bit more can, can get you in trouble uh, because often Sometimes we we don't stop and think about what real financial freedom is, Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people don't really sit down and define what does that actually look like for 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 myself or my family. And um, what, something that comes to mind when we talk about this is I look at people who uh, we talk about doing what others won't today, so we can have a life others won't later. I think of delayed gratification. A lot of very successful people and financially independent people they understand that concept of delaying gratification for a short time now. So later on, they can do things they want. And for some people, that could be something. It could be, you know, hunting and fishing every day. Some people like that. Some people, it's travel. It's very different for everyone, but it doesn't mean it's an unattainable goal or a vast majority of money. I've become very fond of sitting in a client meeting. And when we talk about crafting that dream and and, and on our end of the spectrum, that's building a retirement income plan for folks, I've I've grown accustomed to saying some people want to go to Paris, France. Mm-hmm. Some people want to go to Paris, yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. And, and that's the difference. Yeah. It's a unique to every individual. I think the, the key word, uh, Chad, here is contentment. And contentment can mean different things to different folks. And that's what's so great about financial freedom is that there's not just this one standard of financial freedom. Uh, I think if you reach contentment with your finances, you can be financially free at at almost any level of of wealth. Absolutely. So what you're saying is I don't have to win the lottery to become to become financially free. Uh, Because I think about, you know, a lot of times, clients are just anybody in general think, hey, if I just if I just got this huge lump sum, I would just I would just find that complete freedom. But as we know, easy come easy go. Yeah. And let's let's talk about the opposite of freedom. Uh, let's talk about what enslavement is. If you think about credit card debt, mm-hmm. that's enslavement. I don't care how much money you make. If a lot of it is going out to pay somebody else in terms of debt, you're enslaved. The Bible clearly says mm-hmm. that, that the, the, the borrower is the slave to the lender. So you've got that. And then you've got, you know, maybe uh, the the lack of financial freedom is being on that that work treadmill mm-hmm. and not being able to get off regardless of what your income level yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, you're looking at more or less an opportunity cost standpoint. You're kind of deciding, okay, if I take on this debt now, you're going to have to pay for it at some point, and that's a constraint that can prevent you from being able to do the things you want to do in retirement. So helping you today in today's program define what is financial freedom, but we're going to go a step further. We're also going to talk about six steps, clearly defined steps you can take to your financial freedom. So I hope you'll spend time with us today in the program uh, because we've got those steps to share, but also spend some time thinking as we get ready to hit this commercial break. What have you done? What steps have you taken towards your financial freedom? What does your retirement dream look like? It always starts with a dream, and then we're going to share some ways to make that dream a reality. We're just getting started on today's Get Ready for the Future show, the Independence Day weekend edition. We hope you'll stay with us. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Pop, pop, it's showtime. 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 Guess who's back again? Straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money is right around the corner. The Get Ready for the Future show returns after this. Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. 
That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Well, after a brief, quiet period in the market, volatility has returned. There's no doubt last week it was driven, John, by renewed rumors of trade wars. Yeah, the the trade wars have kind of rattled the markets a little bit. And, and you would think by listening to the pundits on TV that the end is, is near and, and that type of thing. But, Scott, actually, we're only down about, you know, nine-tenths of one percent uh, since all this talk started. And actually, the, the market as a whole is up about four percent this year and so we think that it's not quite as bad as it might seem if you listen to everybody on television so let's kind of dive in on why we think it may not be uh, as bad as it may seem right now we use you leveraging uh, lpl research and using their guidance here thinking about playing this out and the first thing I think the headline here is, is nobody wins in a trade war. No, and the president understands that and the president's cabinet understands that. Uh, nobody really does win in a trade war and there are bigger things at play. So there's a lot of bluster going on right now. I wouldn't let that bluster be the indicator about what to do with your money. Yeah, and it doesn't change the fact that uh, some fiscal stimulus is still kicking in from tax cuts and there are some great things going on in the economy. Absolutely. The, the tax cuts are beginning to to actually make some big differences in the economy and also the repatriation of, of that money that has been offshore for a long time. That money's coming back onshore, and we're seeing some effects on that in the economy as well. And I think that that there are a lot of things that, that are going on sort of under the headlines that people don't see and especially don't see as long as the the scream from the headlines yeah. is trade war. Yeah, and there's a lot of saber rattling going on. There's no question about that. But at the end of the day, when you also look at this from a political nature, first of all, President Trump has a track record of getting pretty extreme at the beginning and then actually using that as a negotiating tool. Sure. And then the other part of that is, is there's also a midterm election coming up and Republicans want to stay in control. If you know anything about Donald Trump, he is the author of The Art of the Deal. And and it starts over here where I'm taking this very extreme position in order to get to some uh, something of a moderate position later on. We saw that with North Korea. Mm-hmm. We saw that and we see that playing out now with the trade war. So we think that's all going to kind of pan its way out and will actually be in pretty good shape there. But I think that at the end of the day, what you got to look at that Donald Trump is very sensitive to is the stock market. Mm -hmm. He loves a rising stock market, and he knows that if he rattles the sabers too much on the trade war, it's going to have a negative effect on the stock market. Mm -hmm. And I think that that this will moderate some of his behavior going forward as he tries to get a better deal on the economics between the countries. Yeah, so when you talk about fundamental analysis, there's still underpinning in a a good economy uh, that, that leaves us to be very opportunistic with this volatility, because that's the other thing. Volatility can instill fear, John, but it also provides opportunity for investors. It does uh, create some opportunities. And the team at LPL Research that we rely on on uh, investment decisions here at GenWealth is keenly aware of looking for those opportunities. It's the little things in investing that create some opportunities. And, you know, this kind of talk does create some volatility and that could create some pricing opportunities in the market. And our team at LPL Research is staying diverse to try to take care of that and also to look for those pockets of opportunities to take advantage of. Yeah, and one of those pockets, an investment opportunity could be the industrials sector, which, by the way, has uh, been underperforming really recently. Uh, so that's a possible place, too, that they're looking. That is all the time we have in today's Fastest Four Minutes in Investing. The Get Ready for the Future show on Radio Side continues in just a moment. Have a financial question? One answers? Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, your location, and your question. And we'll answer your question on the air. 
tired of the commercials? We are too. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Genwealth Financial Advisors ready to help you in four offices across the state of Arkansas. You can dial this number, 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355, and that will get you in touch with a Genwealth Financial Advisor near you. If you're hearing my voice today, chances are there's an office within a short drive from your home. We have an office in West Little Rock, Bryant, Hot Springs, and also down in South Arkansas in El Dorado. We're sitting with clients every day, helping them build retirement income plans as they get close to that uh, marker in their life where they leave their jobs and they need income uh, to provide themselves with a, with a retirement lifestyle they want throughout the remainder of their lives. And there's that word again. We mentioned it right off the bat, retirement. It's a word we're trying to get rid of today's show anyway. At least for one week, we're going to dispose of the word retirement and talk about uh, your retirement in terms of financial freedom. What is it? And six steps to reach it. So we talked a little bit in the first segment, guys, about what is it. What it is not is an unending supply of money that allows you to buy whatever you want, whenever you want. And it also isn't a forced early retirement when you're void of responsibility in a career. What financial freedom is, is having enough money to choose what you want to do where you want to live, and how you want to work to help others. That's one definition of it. So we're going to talk about let's build that dream first. You know, I, I can't tell you, John, how often we, we sit with uh, clients and the, and the first parts of the conversation revolve around rate of return on investments. When, when they talk about bringing their uh, their life savings or or what they've built so far to us and, and, and talking about whether they want us to manage those investments for them, that's where the conversation sometimes starts. And there's a redirect that occurs in that first meeting that we have to talk about purpose before we can talk about placement. Yeah, you do. You have to know where you're going. Stephen Covey in in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People said, begin with the end in mind. And so you've got to determine what that dream is because we're going to invest very differently uh, for someone who has maybe a a set of circumstances that uh, dictate that they need to be conservative with their money as opposed to someone that needs to be aggressive. You know, I, I had a client come in uh, just the other day that uh, said, you know, my, my portfolio is not getting the rate of return of the S&P 500. And I said, that's right. It's not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're not investing like someone who needs to get the rate of return of the S&P 500. You are in your 70s and, and you d- can't deal with that kind of risk. If the S&P 500 does what it did back in 2008, then you're in a world of trouble. You, you've got yeah. a lot of problems because you're having to withdraw out of that portfolio. And that's a, a real problem. Conversely, if you have someone who walks in that they have this retirement dream, but it's 30, 35 years down the road before they get there, then we can talk about rate of return and how we're going to get there because then rate of return does matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely you want to have that conversation where you determine what you want to accomplish in retirement and then also why. Like there, there's a there's a reason behind choosing whatever that goal is. And then you definitely, once you establish that why, you really want to then go forward and building that plan. Um, Simon Sinek, he's a book author, motivational speaker. He, his whole deal is what is your why? Yeah. And then from there you start building after you d- determine and define that why. And, and Chad, I think that uh, we, as we sit and talk with people, that question of why and that question of even what it, are, are big questions because they don't know. They don't know. But also, you know, this being Independence Day, we have the freedom to dream. And we've got the freedom, and a lot of a lot of times clients think that well, you know, I don't I don't have the ability to do anything other than what I'm doing, but actually we do. And if you'll replace the how am I going to do it with the why, then a lot of times you'll figure out how to get to where you want to go. And number one, you just got to start. Yeah, I, I had a mentor early in my career that told he had a saying. He said, "If you will tell me why, I'll knock down walls to figure out how." <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that is very true with a lot of folks that, that they will, once you understand where you're going, then what do you do with that? So I think, Scott, the number one thing that you've got to do is you've got to write down on a piece of paper or put it on a poster board with pictures, you know, and that sounds awfully, you know, uh, you know, motivational, if you will. But but I think that that's very valid, that you've got to have a very clear picture in your mind what you want retirement to look like. Well, I think about all the offices that we work out of on a daily basis. We've all got whiteboards on them yep. because mm-hmm. we write things down when we're planning for our clients. We write those things down so that we can see it. You can kind of pull out and see the big yep. picture. And I think it is a great uh, bit of advice to, to ask if you're listening today and you're thinking about, am I ready for retirement? Because that's the number one question, at least lately for me, of the clients who are coming in. They're in their 50s. They're closing in with inside of 10 years before they want to retire. They know they want to retire. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about the desire to retire. We're talking about the dream or the plan. What does it look like? And, and, and Austin, many times they come in and when we start talking about income, mm-hmm. that's just something they haven't really given much thought yeah, to. Yeah, when you ask that question, so how much income do you need in retirement? And then how much income would you uh, want in retirement? It, it's kind of they freeze up and go, well, we haven't really thought about that. And you're almost coaching them through it and going to writing it down. My wife and I have our personal financial goals written on our fridge. It's on just a piece of notebook paper and it's right there in the fridge every day we see it. So it tells us what's what our purpose is and what we're working towards. Scott, you've been uh, to the San Diego office of, of LPL Financial, and yep. uh, I've had the opportunity to go to, to both campuses at Fort Mill, San Diego, and also up in Boston. And if you walk into any of the, the executive's offices up there, one of the walls is actually painted with a special paint. Mm-hmm. And that special paint is allows you to whiteboard on the wall. And they put all of their their workflows and their 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 things that they're working on, the projects that they're working on. Those are goals. Mm-hmm. Those are visions. Those are dreams that they're wanting to achieve in their job. And and it's so cool to be able to walk around from office to office. And there it is up on the wall. That's what their life is. That's what their work is, and what have you. And and I, the question that I would ask is where are your dreams? Where are your goals? Where are your ideas of what retirement is going to look like? This is big stuff. This mm-hmm. isn't just, you know, a topic for casual discussion on a Saturday morning radio show. This is your life. And I think it's very you know, you could put up a picture of just about anything on your wall. And yes, mm-hmm. you need to have some attractive stuff in your house. You don't need to have all this, you know, written on your walls or anything of that nature, but there ought to be a place in your house, in your sphere of influence that gives you that opportunity to look at that and to begin to let those creative juices flow and to think about what you want your retirement to look like. Well, the the, the freedom is is one thing, and we take that for granted sometimes because we, uh, we get into a lack of discipline. And I think when you write those things down and you stay disciplined and you have a, a roadmap or uh, some, some kind of guide there, it kind of takes those times of temptation to kind of veer off you can go back and and recheck there uh so so if you can get those things get your thoughts get those goals down on paper then it's definitely a lot better uh path to uh to freedom. You just hit on something, Chad, that I want to uh, talk about, Scott, for just a second. Financial freedom does not mean you are devoid of responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a huge mm-hmm. mindset shift. People think about financial freedom and they get to go, oh, I just get to do whatever I want to. You know, uh, you have to be disciplined even in financial freedom mm-hmm. or else you will lose it. And so one of the disciplines that you've got to have is as you're trekking toward financial freedom and even after you get there is to stay out of debt. Yeah, that's that's very true. And that is in your work life and that is also in your retirement life, your post-work life. You cannot afford uh, to take on too much debt. So as you're building that dream sheet, where in that dream sheet are you paying off the mortgage? Where in that dream sheet are you going to live in retirement and make sure you're living without a mortgage on wherever you're choosing to live? And you're maybe tearing up those credit cards or at least not using them or paying them off every month at the very least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and going back to writing your goals down and what you want to accomplish in retirement, 
writing down a budget, tracking that spreadsheet out, you know, write it down, whatever works best for you and tracking. And then also uh, having written down how to get out of that debt. If you've built some out, you've got to have a plan written down because if it's on paper, you know, it's there visually, you see it, you've committed to getting rid of it. Well, Austin, one of the things that we, we talk about is just getting started. And a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people out there right now say, hey, you know, I, I would love to do this, and I, I, I know the hows, but I think one of the things that you've got to do, the first thing you have to do is replace excuses with adjustments. And putting down that debt on paper is going to give you a guideline to make those adjustments, create a game plan to get rid of that debt, and then follow it. Mm-hmm. And then that way you can go into your freedom next you know, a couple years of life, having that game plan and making those adjustments and get away from the excuses. And then all of a sudden now you've got the how. Wait a minute. I'm writing that down right now. (laughs) Replace excuses with adjustments. Absolutely. Absolutely. Knowledge bombs being dropped over here. Yeah, (laughs) no doubt. No doubt. Uh, And and I think that one of the big lies that, that a lot of people in the accumulation mode of life Pardon me. Uh, those folks that are are building toward their retirement, one of the big lies that they will tell themselves is that, yeah, I've got some credit card debt, but it's okay. It's manageable. I can, I, you know, I can pay that off anytime I want to. Mm-hmm. What you don't really understand is that you are doing two things. One, you're draining away resources in terms of interest. And if you don't believe that, just pick up your statement and look at how much you paid on it last month Mm -hmm. and look at how much the interest charge was. And you'll immediately go, well, I'm not making any progress here on that or or not much Mm -hmm. anyway. But the other thing is, is that you are telling you are allowing yourselves uh, to accept that you will have debt. And you're allowing yourself to accept that it's acceptable to have debt. Yeah, you're, you're making, you're almost making that habit of this is normal and you start justifying, well, everyone else has debt. It's not that, I've heard that a lot. It's, well, I have a little bit of debt and yep. it's, you know, $5,000 of credit card debt built up. But, uh, you know, Austin, I, I don't think we want to misconceive this to where we say, you know, clients can absolutely not have a credit card. I think yeah. a lot of times we, we think that, we often, uh, you know, we've heard it say it's kind of like having a pocket knife in your pocket. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can be used for the right purposes, but use, but there's consequences mm-hmm. for using yeah. it the wrong way. Yeah. And you're going to yeah. pay for those yeah. consequences. Yep. So having that credit card in your pocket and having that pocket knife in your pocket may be okay, but it's all in, all in the use. Yeah. Well, we promised uh, you today to talk about six steps to financial freedom. So to clearly define in review the two that we've hit so far, we talked about your dreams, determining your dreams. Make yourself a dream sheet. Post them up on paper at least, maybe even on poster board, maybe even on a whiteboard on the wall so you can look at it and dump debt. Step three and step four on the other side of the break when we continue. Join us for one of our live events in your area. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events for a calendar. More of the Get Ready for the Future show after this. This ain't your mama's financial advice. Turn it up because we're back with the Get Ready for the Future show. Always offering some free educational opportunities for our clients and for our prospective clients. And the next opportunity to attend a Gen Wealth Academy workshop is coming up a few weeks from now, July 26th. I want you to write that down on your calendar. It's at 630 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. And the title of the Gen Wealth Academy workshop is the Mid-Year Outlook. We're going to be using LPL Research uh, our partner here at LPL is the largest independent broker dealer in the country, and the broker dealer we use at Gen Wealth, and they provide us uh, from their sixty-ish to seventy-ish person uh, research team uh, data that we use to build our client portfolios. And in this presentation, they're providing us, John, with an, with uh, their outlook for the rest of twenty eighteen in the markets and the economy. Scott, I don't know if it might be appropriate to just take just a minute to talk about this relationship between GenWealth and LPL, because here's the bottom line. We are busy every day working with you on your financial plans and crafting those plans and making sure those plans are working and things of that nature. 
What we are not busy at is tinkering with mutual funds and, and allocations and things of that nature and studying the economy and the markets and all of that. We actually have a team of 70 people, as you mentioned, in Fort Mills, South Carolina, that work with LPL Financial. It is their research team led by Burt White, uh, their, our chief investment officer, also John Lynch, and as you see oftentimes Ryan Dietrich on the show here, they are busy all day, every day, doing all of the minutia, as I call it, uh, of looking at the economy and the markets and, and how to allocate portfolios and what we need to do in certain market conditions and what have you. And so we partner with them. We gather information from them. We get all kinds of data from them on a regular basis. Of course, Ryan is on our show on a monthly basis. So there is a deep working relationship with a field of experts in vir virtually every area of economic economics and finance that LPL has put together in this research team. So all that data comes to us and then we marry that data up with your financial plan and help you to understand, okay, here's what's going on in the economy, the markets. Here's what this means to you in terms of your financial plan. And we are the intermediary between those two to make it all work. Yeah. You've uh, come quite, become quite fond of, uh, saying that we are a little bit like the conductor of the orchestra when yes. it comes to that. Yes, absolutely. You know, you have a lot of different investments out there, but when's the right time to do the right thing with mm -hmm. the right investment? That's what we do. And the way that we do that is with the data and the information and the support of LPL Research. So twofold for you to attend a GenWealth Academy workshop in July, you'll be able to uh, meet some of the GenWealth team, but you'll also be able to tap into that expertise of the LPL Research team with a presentation called mid-year outlook. So if you're wondering, and I know you're wondering, if you're listening to this show, you're wondering, hey, there's been a lot of volatility in 2018. Where are we headed? What's next? Well, for the rest of 2018, this would be a great opportunity for you to check that out. And it's free to attend. Dinner provided at the Crown Plaza at 630 on July 26th. And all you have to do to register is head to our website, getreadyforthefuture.com. And if you want to get specific, getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events. We'll get you right to the page to register. At our website, you can find all sorts of free resources. You can also find out how to uh, make an appointment with a Genwell Financial Advisor. So if you want to learn more about our company and more about what we believe in, you can go to our website, getreadyforthefuture.com. So we're talking today with Independence Day just around the corner, providing you six steps to financial freedom. We spend a little time defining what financial freedom is, and it's not an unending, unending supply of money. It is having enough to choose what you want to do, where you want to go, how you want to work to help others even. It is a plan for your post-work years, and it starts with a dream. You know, To quote Chris Hogan, uh, who, we, who we've had here in Little Rock, uh, he works for the Dave Ramsey organization. He's their retirement expert. He says, a dream without a plan is just a wish. So it starts with a dream, but you can't leave it there. You have to start writing it down for yourself and also creating a plan to manage your debt or dump it, as we like to say, in step two. So we're up to number three. Step one, determine your dreams. Step two, dump the debt. Step three, start saving if you haven't already. And if you have, find out if you're saving enough, John. Yeah, you've got to start down that journey or you will never get there. And and I want to talk to folks a little bit about supercharging your savings, because I think that that if you think about the the things that siphon away our future financial freedom, it's spending money on things that you'd like to have, but you don't necessarily need. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you know, especially with with young couples, yep. young couples will get married and all of a sudden, they will start living on two incomes when they could live on one. Mm -hmm. So if you stop and think about it, you could live on one income and save the other income. How much money could you put away if you were able to do that, Austin? Yeah, habits are created through discipline, and saving is a discipline that you really have to drive home to create that habit of saving. And so if you think about it, if you're just trying to – you live off just one income, you could be saving 50, 60% to really supercharge that savings. And that's how you get down the road, Chad. You you make big strides. Uh, you know, you're you're an old football player. You're and and really know, old football player. Really old, washed up, <laughs> washed up football player. And I don't know that they had this term when you were when you were playing, but maybe they did. Do they have chunk yards or chunk plays uh, when you were playing? 
Well, we had some redos. Redos. Okay. <laughs> that was a practice for sure. I see. But but think about chunk yardage in, in football. You're, you're getting 20 or 30 or 40 yards on a play as opposed to three or four or five. You've got mm. to have some opportunity to do that. And it's not hitting a home run with some special investment, you know, that, oh, this is the hot investment. I've got to do this because this is the next X, you know, or whatever. And I'm not even going to name a company because we all know all the things that people kind of get bedazzled with. They're, they're, they just are like, wow, that's I need to have that investment. And oftentimes that doesn't work out. Those home runs are, are done way before you ever know about it. And so do the things that you're in control of and you're in control of where your money goes absolutely and and while i think what you're talking about there uh john is compound interest and the compounding over time and and so one of the things uh i'm thinking about you know an, an older mentor of mine uh told me sometime he said you know if you can figure out a way to make money while you sleep then <laughs> you you know you're on the right path yes and so you know we've heard that put different ways but that's what we're talking about here compound interest when you can take a dollar at age 20 and turn it into 88 by the time you're 65, that's compound. Yeah, you're talking about the time value of money, Scott. Mm -hmm. And I think that if there is ever a concept that needs to be driven home, maybe even for three or four days somewhere in in a high school class, Mm -hmm. to just drive that idea home to everybody, then we would be a much wealthier society, I believe. Uh, but we don't take the time to do that. Uh, now, there are some schools mm-hmm. that are, are diving into this and having personal finance classes and things of that nature. But, <clears throat> you know, you have to, in order to, to be passionate about something and to drive home a point, you yourself, as the teacher, have to understand it. And oftentimes, it's just a concept to a teacher that they touch on and move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a sometimes it's just a piece of curriculum, and it's okay. I got to check that box off and move on, rather than really sitting down and teaching younger folks about, hey, you really want to start early and start and start as soon as possible and start putting as much as you can because you'll be able to do way more than you can even think and even fathom now at age say twenty that you can in forty age forty if you start early. We often meet with folks who are in that retirement red zone, as we like to call it, five to ten years out, and they have been saving, and now they need a plan uh, to make sure they don't run out of money before they run out of time. In this concept of starting saving or maybe increasing your rates, and as we transition into the next step, I want to talk just a minute for people in their 30s, in their 40s. Because I recently just sat with a couple in their 30s, and they have two young children and one on the way, and they have several different accounts sitting out there, old 401ks. Uh, One of the spouses has changed jobs pretty frequently leading up to where they are now. They're about 36 years old. But they have come in now and they've consolidated or are in the process of consolidating and getting a plan together to see, are they saving enough? They have an idea, John, of where they want to be in retirement. And now they've got a target out there. Now, in your 30s, that target's probably going to move a little. There's there's no question about it. But they've come in to see us, and that's our next step, calling a coach. Yeah, you've got to have that coach because the coach gives you perspective. Uh, You you know, we've often said on our show that every great athlete has a coach. Even Chad Roller, as great an athlete as he was at Valonia High School, he had a coach, right? (laughs) I needed several. You needed several. Uh, But you think about, uh, you know – Every great athlete has someone who is kind of in their ear, so mm-hmm. to speak. They're, they're talking to them about staying focused and staying on track and the, the little things that they need to do to make adjustments to their game, whatever that is. I, I'm, I'm amazed as uh, I, I uh, follow a couple of people that, that work with uh, some of the student athletes around the state. Clint Sterner, as a, as a matter of yeah. fact, you know, uh, does that. I follow him on, on Facebook and, and he'll be talking about the little adjustments that they have to make to be a much better quarterback. Mm-hmm. And and those things are are where a financial coach mm-hmm. comes into play because Austin, it is big stuff that you got to look at, but oftentimes it's those small things that make a huge difference. Yeah, those small things that uh, sometimes you get in the weeds personally and then emotions run high and you're just not able to see it. And you have a coach who takes the emotions out and they look at, let's just tweak here and adjust this. And that has major ramifications on your overall plan. 
those emotions can get you in yes, trouble. Yes, they There's can. no question. It can lead you because it is your money. Hey, I'm emotional about my money. It can lead you if you're not careful to doing mm-hmm. the wrong thing at the wrong time for the wrong reason. Yeah, and and I, I want to be sure that that we emphasize this. Not any coach will do mm-hmm. in finances. You've got to have a coach that is the heart uh, has a heart of a teacher, mm-hmm. because you're going to be on your own. Most of the time in your finances, you're going to meet with your financial advisor, maybe a couple of times a year or something like that, but you have got to get instilled with the right principles. And if you're not instilled with the right principles, if you don't have that heart of a teacher working for you from your coach, then you're simply just getting some gobbledygook that you really don't understand. And if you don't understand it, there is no way you can implement that. You have to be able to kind of at least get your brain around the concept of what it is that you're trying to do. And Scott, I think that that makes all the difference in the world is the attitude that that coach has and the the system that they employ is, is the system that they employ one of education or is it one just of a sales pitch? I wonder, as you listen today, has that concept of financial freedom or retirement been pretty abstract to you? Hopefully it's becoming a little bit clearer here today as we offer some concrete steps to financial freedom. Determine your dreams, dump debt, start saving or save more, and call in a coach. Those are the first four. Two more steps on the other side of the break. The road to financial independence isn't easy, but it starts here. Back with more financial wisdom from the Gen Wealth team after the break. You're listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. got questions we've got answers email info at get ready for the future.com with your name location and question to get a response on the air from the gen wealth team now back to the get ready for the future show working through six steps to financial freedom as we head into independence day in the middle of next week the first step was determine your dreams step two dump debt step three start saving and step four call in a coach. So we're up to our final two steps. And just to recap those first four, if you need help doing one or all of those, determining your dreams, dumping debt, starting to save, creating a plan of where is your savings rate going to take you in the future? Or if you're ready to call in a coach, the number to call is 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355 to get connected with a Gen Wealth financial advisor near you. We have offices in Little Rock, El Dorado, Hot Springs, and Bryant. And there is an advisor ready to sit down and talk about these things that we're talking about on today's program or any program. Now, it is the weekend, but our offices are open on Monday. Many folks will write that number down and call on Monday uh, to get in touch with Anna Olive, who is our client introductory specialist, and she'll matchmake for you, get you set up with an advisor that can best help you out. You can also find out anything you want to know about GenWealth at GetReadyForTheFuture.com, including our next GenWealth Academy workshop coming up July 26th at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza. It's the mid-year outlook talking about the economy and the markets, where we go from here for the final half of 2018. All right, step number five on our six steps to financial freedom, put a plan on paper. And I think everything we've been talking about, John, has been leading into this. All of these things we talked about putting your dream down on paper or on a a poster board. Everything gets visualized when you put it on paper. Imagine if Chad Morris showed up at the first game of the 2018 Razorback season They've got the new end zone all full and everything. The, the, everybody showed up to, to watch the coach and what have you. And let's just imagine that he had a little sandbox out there and he was drawing up the plays in the sandbox. Yeah. And he said, just smile. <laughs> now, did you really, really have to go there? Was it there? just a smiley face that he puts in the sandbox? Did you really have to go there, Chad? And, and folks good. who have not been around much uh, Razorback football won't even know what he's referring to, but we won't even. We uh, don't need to get into it, really. <laughs> no, we don't. This no, just suffice it to say he knows he's working at the University of Arkansas. Yes. Let's, let's say that. He yeah. doesn't think it's Alabama. Yeah, yes. but let's, yeah. let's go back to the coaching. There are some of those coaches out there that just smile. And it's typically after they just push the product on you or just hand you over that product and it's a transaction. And mm. I think that's what we're talking about here today is, is the difference in what, what I've seen is, as 
coming on to Gen Wealth is that that first meeting, a lot of times clients do, they're, they're just sitting back. They're just waiting on that product. They're, they're just, you know, waiting on that sales pitch and it's not there. We have to often tell them times, Hey, listen, this is not a transaction. If you guys mm-hmm. want to come in and have a conversation with us, then we're going to have a complete conversation, get to know you, yeah. you get to know us, and we're going to talk about this process that we have. And it, it is rather lengthy a lot of times. And so the clients come in and they, they think, you know, I'm just going to get sold on a pitch. You know, this is just another product pitch. You know, what am I going to get sold today? But it is actually a lot more about a plan on paper than it is a product. Yeah. And, and Chad, uh, I think a lot of those uh, those so-called financial coaches who just push you a basket of products, they misconstrue that to the clients as this is a plan. Yeah. And it here's and I have a lot of people say, I have a plan. OK, well, you have it written down. You can show me. Well, no, I just have a I have some products I'm in. Well, that's not a plan. It's not written out. I tell 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 people that we help you create your playbook for your financial future. Yeah, I, I was one of the uh, one of the few that was at the spring game this year in the in the spitting snow. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not sure if that's a badge of honor or a badge of stupidity, one of the two. But I was there and it was really interesting uh, it seemed like the team, the Razorbacks, were were moving in slow motion because all these guys had been with Brett Bielema. Mm-hmm. And it's a different set of plays. Mm-hmm. And they're all going, hmm, well, let me figure this out. So they were all kind of moving in slow motion to some degree. You know, they weren't moving at the pace that, that, that Chad Morris wanted them to move. But at least what he came to the table with was a playbook. Mm-hmm. And yes, does it take some time to get used to? Sure it does. But they clearly know now what the plays are. They mm-hmm. clearly know now how to run those plays. Mm-hmm. And, and as time goes mm-hmm. on, they'll get better and better and better at that, we hope. Mm-hmm. And, and and so that's the idea of putting the plays on paper. You've got to go from vapor to paper. Mm-hmm. Vapor is what's in your brain, what's, in, what's out there in the ether. Uh, and, and paper really does give you something to fall back on when things get tumultuous, when things get confusing, when the situation changes changes. What did we decide we were going to do in a situation like this? And, and having it written down on paper, it allows you to rehearse it over and over, get those reps in, just like the Razorbacks are repping and getting those new plays in. You do the same thing. It's going back to, okay, this is what I need to do. This is how much I need to put away. This is where my allocations need to go. Uh, so you're able to visually see that and implement it. And uh, uh, Scott, going back to our, our conversation today about independence, what we really do for the folks who are headed toward retirement, very near-term retirees, is we begin to build this house of income independence. If you stop and think about it, Chad, you've been dependent upon a paycheck all your life. You've been dependent upon the job that you've had to, to generate the income for you and your family to live on. And when you think about this this negative word that we've talked about, this retirement word, you're really thinking about how you can live the rest of your life on no paycheck or a reduced paycheck. And you've got to have some written plan to actually be able to do that. And so when you look at, at building this house of income independence, that's what you're looking for is you want your independence from a job. You want your independence from work. You want your independence from an employer. You want your independence to be able to have the freedom to do what you want to do at whatever time you want to do it. Right. And if it's not on paper, then there's a lot of there's a lot of what's and a lot of ifs and a lot of things that can happen. And the only way that I see that having a peace of mind is to know that you can go back to that piece of paper, to that plan and make sure that uh, you can always ex- execute because that's that's what's going to happen come August, September. I mean, Chad Morris, they're going to have the first 10, 15 plays scripted, laid out. I mean, ears back, ready to go. They're they're going to execute those plays over and over this summer. Well, let me add this too. Even when you have it on paper, on purpose, sometimes things can happen. And mm-hmm. as John is famous for saying or quoting Mike Tyson or whoever it was that said it, or Joe Lewis, I don't even know who it was. Uh, one of those guys. <laughs> Probably all of them yeah. because they all got punched in the mouth. Everybody's got a plan until you get punched yeah. in the yeah. mouth, right? right. So yeah. even when you have the plan, the stick to the plan is our final step. 
the plan does have to be modified occasionally too yeah. if you're working with a coach. Yeah, you've got to have some flexibility there because you know what, uh, 2008s happen in, in the mm-hmm. financial world. Uh, who who would have thought that you know you'd see your 401k turn into a 201k as they used to say? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the folks that had a plan and understood, okay, here's what's happening. Here's what I need to do. I have some steps that I need to make to adjust to this. Those are the folks that came out okay. The folks that just went in the bunker and said, oh, gee, I'm out of this. This looks dangerous. And they've been in the bunker since that time, and they have basically missed what they also did not anticipate, which is this rally that we've had since March of 2009, continuing to this day, that there is just a tremendous amount of wealth that I think has been missed by people. And when I talk about missed wealth, think about it in terms of missed opportunities for independence because they didn't have a plan when things looked like they were crazy and they didn't have an adjustment that they could make. They didn't have an audible that they could call at the line of scrimmage when things didn't set up like they thought they would. A, a product is not a plan, as Austin was referring to. A, a, a basket of investments mm-hmm. is not a plan. A plan is the three-ring binder that has everything in there that has your snapshot of where you are now. It has a uh, an analysis of where you're going. And when you get there, how are you going to continue to live? That's the retirement income plan. And that's what we offer at GenWealth. And again, the number is 501-653-7355, 501-653-7355 to get you in touch with a GenWealth Financial Advisor and take that first step in creating that three-ring binder that makes sense of your three-ring financial circus. That's right. And I'm going to go back to to Chad's uh, phrase of the day, the phrase that pays. I go back to my old radio days, the phrase that pays. And, 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 you Are know, you, you dialing for dollars right now? Be. You okay. could be. Uh, you've got to replace excuses with adjustments. What adjustments do you need to make in your financial life? Is it dumping debt? Is it getting a coach? Is it starting to save? Is it one of these steps that you need to get along down the road with? Well, I think that the first thing that makes sense is to employ that coach. Give us a call and let us coach you through the steps toward financial independence. Can we guarantee that you're going to have financial independence? No, there are no guarantees in this world, period. Uh, But what we can do is we can tell you steps that you can make to get you down the road. And we can create that roadmap toward that income independence picture that you've got to get in your mind. But we can help you you know, boil things down and get that picture, get that dream on paper, and then begin to go through these steps that we've outlined on the show today to get you where hopefully you want to go. And another thing we haven't pointed out that we talk about frequently on this show, we're nine years into a bull market. When is the economic cycle going to turn again? We expect it to at some point. We don't have any idea when, and anybody that tells you that they know when is lying to you. Yep. It is not something that you is in your control. So again, it highlights the importance of creating a plan to expect it, endure it, and have a retirement income plan still in place on the other side of it. Again, our final uh, push for the number to call, 501-653-7355. I hope you've written that number down, 501 653 Five, five. Call that number and get in touch with a GenWealth Financial Advisor. Check out our website, GetReadyForTheFuture.com, for educational resources and to find out how to uh, register for our upcoming workshop. That's all the time we have. We hope you have a great 4th of July, and we'll talk to you again next week. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at GetReadyForTheFuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. Thank you.